Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Today I have with me Joshua Perkins again. Hi. In the flesh. <laughs> or in the spirit. Yeah. Or are you in both? Uh, I think we're both. I think we're both in the flesh and spirit yes. and soul, mind, body, mm-hmm. all all of that goodness. Yes. We are here today. We're excited for today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about transformation and, you know, the different, I guess, perspectives of transformation what that looks like in the life of a believer, but also practical ways on viewing uh, transformation. We're going to be, the primary text, we're going to be reading out of Romans chapter 12. We'll discuss that, and then we will get into some dialogue. So, yes. How are you doing today, good sir? Mm, it's rainy, but I'm I'm still in good spirits, actually. You know, mid-Ohio Valley, you never know what you're going to get. Um, it <laughs> no. was 80 degrees a couple days ago, and this morning I woke up and it was snowing, then it was raining, then it was like hailing. And it's actually sweating. supposed to snow yeah. later today. It's going to snow again. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I tell people, I'm like, hey, you're going to travel to the mid-Ohio Valley, uh, you need to pack some bib overhauls, uh, and then some shorts and t-shirts and flip-flops. Just just prepare for all forms of I, weather. I think you should pack like you have a newborn baby. Yeah. You just need to pack yeah, for just all, everything. everything you're you know? just, <laughs> just a walking caravan of stuff. Like, I yeah. have my entire wardrobe with me, it's in the vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially rain gear. No one wants to be wet and cold. That is not nice. Absolutely. Yeah, not yeah. A, not a good time. Not no, a good time. Anyways. Not at all. So transformation. Uh, I'm going to start reading out of Romans uh, chapter 12, starting with verse 1, and I'm going to read down to verse 6, though the entire chapter is beneficial. And I encourage you guys, if you're listening to this, you know, read it, check it out. So in Romans 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just in in stopping there with the with the two verses, I think that you know one, it's interesting to understand the thought that we are a living sacrifice. Yes, right. The Absolutely. image comes to me of you know the difference in being a living sacrifice and one that is dead. Well, okay, you're dead, so you know you're not getting off the altar. But every day we have to decide to make that choice to be on the altar, to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow Christ. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's a daily, it's a daily choice, it's a daily choice. Absolutely, I think a lot of people when they talk about uh, when you talk about transformation, um, since we live in uh, what you call a microwave society, yeah, uh, people expect the transformation to be instantaneous. Oh yeah, like as soon you as know, they want that, like that Orville Redenbacher. If it ain't <laughs> done in three minutes, I don't want it. <laughs> Absolutely, but you know, uh, if you want to talk about authentic uh, transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it actually requires um, time and mm-hmm. research, yeah, to to actually um, transform, yeah, and 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 a lot of people don't like. Well, how much time does it take? Well, everybody's different, and that's true. Uh, yeah. With time comes experience. With experience, um, 
you know, you, you start to learn things. And, and that's what transformation is about, is learning um, mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, do you remember when you first got your license? Yes. Uh, you know, you had, um, <laughs> you had, <clears throat> you have both hands on the wheel, right? That's right. Yeah. When you first start. Now, You've been driving so long. Yeah, you drive with your knees. That's like, right. Like who needs hands? <laughs> who needs Watch hands? this. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I I have witnessed. I'm not going to mention any names, but their initials is uh, Caleb Perkins. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Those are initials. I'm pretty sure he drove with his knuckles to Indiana one time. <laughs> hey, like just you know, just driving. I zoned you know? out, man. I didn't even know I was driving anymore. You know, that's when you know you've been driving too long. You're yeah. like. I don't even remember passing those states. It's like you need a break. <laughs> yeah, you need a break. But but what I mean is like from from the time you started yeah. to to okay, from being a non-driver yes. to a driver. Mm-hmm. There was a tra- there was a time and a and a, and and research involved. Yeah. You had to know the roads, you had to know the vehicle. Um you had to be uh you had to know the laws of course. Uh intersections and you had to watch out for other drivers. Yeah. yeah. Now it's it's you can do it without a thought. Yeah, because I've uh, we built that muscle memory in, and mm-hmm. you know, and there was that fear of the unknown when you were uh, first driving. You Absolutely, know? you were yes. afraid of everything. You Absolutely. saw somebody yeah. on the side of the road walking, you're like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, real scared. Now you're like, whatever, boom, drive uh, right past. Well, them. I you know? can say this Not now. Not that you would hit them, but but I would never admit this. But like, you I would, would never admit it, but you're admitting. I would it admit right it now. now. <laughs> hey. And you guys keep a secret. Everybody okay. keep yeah. a secret. So, so <laughs> this like will when only I be on the internet, yeah. Forever. So, so like when ahead. I started driving, and and people were walking down the sidewalk, I was like, huh? Is he? T- is he looks like he might fall out in the road a little bit. Yeah, I don't he know. He might I'm, trip, slip, and he, fall. Yeah. So I need to be yeah. a little cautious. Yeah. And now I'm just like, no, he's got it. He's got that. <laughs> like I have faith in his ability to walk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I have a faith in my brakes, but yeah, because I've your used ability them. to swerve. Yes. You're like, absolutely. I've, I've had those. You, you know, and snow. Thinking about that. You know when. When I first got my license, I, w- I was actually very um, cautious about snow or heavy forms of rain and things like mm-hmm. that. And since I, my experience <clears throat> in driving and driving through adverse conditions, now I don't even, like, it, it's not a thing that frightens me. I'm like, even though I've even wrecked in snow oh, and yeah. in, it, like, yeah, okay, Absolutely. I've gone through that. And it's like, I've learned a thing or two. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like second thought, like like when it rains, you, yeah. you it's... I'm going to drive a little slower. Right. right? Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, I got this. I'm yeah. not going to take that that fast because I remember. Oh, and for all you uh, guys listening, um, hydroplaning is a real thing. It's yeah. not a myth. Mm-hmm. That's I've, right. I've, Don't slam your brakes in, in rain. Yeah, I've, not I've heard so many of the younger not. people, uh, tw- uh, 25 and younger, mm-hmm. say that hydroplaning is, is not a real thing. Yeah. It's a <laughs> mythical beast. Yeah. Now, people over 30, they're like, that's absolutely a real thing. If you've mm-hmm. got time, I'll tell you a story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> It's like I've got five stories. Five stories about how that's that a real thing. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in here in verse 2, it says, and do not be conformed to, the, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove... What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? And I think that a lot of people instantly go to, hey, you're not supposed to dress like the world or do this like the world or whatever. And that has nothing to do with your appearance in your dress yep. or your clothing. Like, obviously, they all wore the same types of things that everybody else did in that culture. And um, it was about them changing the way that they thought about life. Yes. You know, this is why it says a renewing of the mind. Why? Well, how are you viewing a thing? Absolutely. You know, what's your concept of money? What's your concept of 
of uh, pride or life or whatever it is, what's your ambitions, what's your desires. And the Apostle Paul's telling the Romans, listen, hey, you need to renew your mind because the way that you think will lead to your patterns. Yeah, it's uh, perspective. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And transformation's huge in perspective. You know, I I think about when uh, I joined the army, Uh right? Before I went into the military, I'd watched war movies and I had seen, you know, all sorts of different things about the military culture and the army culture and different things like that. And, uh, but it's different when you're in it, right? Like you can watch all the movies you want, play all the Call of Duty that you want. But until you get into basic training and you start going through the training and you start wearing the uniform yourself, there becomes a shift in a point where you were, uh, instead of just doing a thing, you become that, right? There's a point when you become a soldier. And at that point of becoming a soldier, it changes you from being a civilian. And, you know, and people can say, well, you know, a civilian can be just well as trained. Yes, that is true. But there is a point when you are wearing a uniform to defend the country or to you know, uphold the, the, the Constitution that you're sitting there saying, okay, there's a point where you're like, no, now I am a soldier. Yeah. You know? Just like in the natural sense, there is a point when you uh, when you can watch movies on being a doctor, mm-hmm. right? And like, oh, yeah, I've watched all these things about being a medical doctor or whatever, and then all of a sudden now you are going through the, the course training, you're going through the schooling to be mm-hmm. a doctor, but then you get your residencies where now you're at a hospital, and now you have experience. There becomes a shift in training to be and then becoming a doctor, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and I... What I want to encourage the listeners to is thinking about not just those identities and occupation that you're doing, but that your kingdom identity is it's eternal. So it's way more valuable than be having an identity of a soldier or having an identity of a doctor or a lawyer or a mechanic or whatever it is that you do, right? And we understand becoming what we do, but we need to actually become a believer. We need to be transformed into that image and that likeness of the Lord. And as we do that, we can we have to ask the Holy Spirit to what renew our mind. You know? Yeah. When you uh, when you talk about uh, transformation mm-hmm. uh, and you talk about uh, you know your physical occupation, right? Uh, you know that's that's only what 20, 30 years tops. Uh, right. Kingdom. Uh, your Christianity. Mm-hmm. Is is for eternity. That's forever. Right. So that there that, will be a point you're a retired doctor. You know, absolutely. there there's a point you retire as a soldier. I'm retired as a soldier. I'm no longer a soldier. You know, and I know there's a marine listening to this. <laughs> What's well, a marine? Always a marine. <laughs> always. Like, yes. Right now always. you're not you're not putting boots on and going overseas. I get that, but you know nobody can take your veteran status away from you. But you are no longer doing that job. Like like you're. I'm not jumping out of an airplane shooting a a, a sniper rifle right now. I might be on my property shooting a sniper rifle just for my own amusement. But, yeah, you know, absolutely. But yeah, you're absolutely correct. You know, and we got to think of that. We got to put more time and effort into the things that are eternal. Absolutely. Yes. That's a lot longer than the twenty or thirty years that we're going to do something substantially. And don't longer. they say that the average person changes their occupation like eight or nine times in their lifetime? Mm-hmm. And so imagine placing your identity in all these things that are going to change. Like, we know that's going to change. And every time, breaking that identity, becoming something else, breaking that identity, becoming something else, but being a son or daughter of God's does not change. It is eternal. 
You know what I find fascinating is if you ask random strangers mm-hmm. who you are. Like you ask a, yeah. a strange person, you're like, "Tell me about yourself. Who you are?" Yeah, who they are always you? bring up their occupation first. Oh, what they do. What they uh, do. One hundred percent. Yeah, always. their identities yeah. in that. One hundred percent. Oh, I'm a banker. Is that who you are? So that doesn't tell me nothing about you. Absolutely. Really, it doesn't. It what you. <laughs> You may or may not be good with numbers. I know Absolutely. bankers that can't do, do basic math. So I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, you know, I asked myself this question earlier. And you know, the first thing, and it's shameful, but the first thing I thought was my occupation. And I thought, yeah, how how bizarre that is. Is right. that I, I you know. Uh, like even knowing what you know. Yes. Even knowing what I know. You still answer. Yes. Just knowing that they want to know that. They yeah. want to know your occupation. Like they want, that. that's what identifies you. Yeah, like. Yeah, even and I'm would just, you identify yourself as that? Like I'm saying, like in like if you're just sitting around with people and they're like, "Hey, man, I want to get to know the Josh Perkins." Yeah, like would that be? Well, I do this. It would be an unconscious thought to tell them my occupation. Yeah, which by the way, I'm a I'm a youth I'm a youth specialist. I deal with juveniles, so yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm a youth specialist." Yeah, uh, and and I, it, but subconsciously I would say that. But now that I've thought about it, yeah, I should say I'm a Christian first. Yeah, occupation I'm a follower second. of Christ. Yes, I'm a, a husband, you know, a father. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, you know, an encourager. I yeah. mean, people don't you don't get that from your occupation. No, like it doesn't tell you anything about you. No, it doesn't. Except what you do, like what you have done to gain money, right? And 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 not saying that that's not a ministry, because you know you get tons of opportunities oh, yes. to do ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, but they, in that transformation, even you knowing what you know biblically through yeah. the scriptures, yes, you can still give society what uh, as what your identity is, not even thinking about it. Yeah. That's crazy, man. And that's why we have to be aware of it, you yeah. know? And we have to say, you know what? No, 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 no. What, who am I? What is my primary identity? And regardless if they want to hear that or not, they, I, think it's, I think it's important for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when you say, I'm a follower of Christ, already I know more about you than you being a youth specialist. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I know. Oh, okay. And he's de- a follower and, of Christ. And he's de- going to deny himself. He's going to pick up his cross. He's going to follow after Christ. He's going to prefer others over himself, right? Yeah. Well, supposedly, yeah. you know, you should be. <laughs> well, also, you know, it's the terminology used, too. Yeah. I'm a Christian, uh, or or mm-hmm. I'm a follower of Christ. People are like, oh, that's a little bit different than what I, yeah. I usually get. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, you go to church, you know? And normally, when people would even um, explain who they are, they... I find that their religious faith and and um, their relationship with Christ actually takes a very low uh, precedence. Yeah, it's like, like it, the it's the bottom thing because yeah. they one one society's like, oh well, don't bring that up, you know, don't talk about that, you know, yeah. because then that could that could make them not like you. And it's like actually that should be the first thing. The early church that was the first thing. That's the only thing mm-hmm. they broke bread and that their identity of being a a believer in Christ. They they were like even if it costs us our own life. We're not going to be, and that goes back to this verse two: Don't be transformed by this world, but be be renewed, right? Don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that transformation is vital for the believer. Mm. Uh, I uh, I want to throw something out there since we're talking about renewing this of uh, the mind and everything. Yes. Um, if people are out there wondering how do I renew my mind, let me give you some let me give you some uh, tips. Uh, read the Bible. 
it, and people are like, well, every time I read the Bible, I fall asleep. You know what? They have audiobook. Yeah. Uh, they have Blue Letter Bible or yeah. some type of Bible app mm -hmm. uh, that you can just listen to. Uh, also, part a, a big piece of transformation mm -hmm. is the company you keep. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. You should be surrounded by believers. Absolutely. That's why the yeah. body is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because transformation requires uh, some growth. Yeah. To grow, there's going to be some discomfort. Mm -hmm. uh, and you got growing pains. Yeah, you, you got know? growing pains. Exactly. And who better to help you than those that are in the body of Christ? And I, you know, I think of the analogy of like a tomato plant, right? Yep. You can have a tomato plant in the woods. Mm -hmm. Like you can put one right in the woods. It is not going to grow and produce tomatoes like it would if it was in a garden around other tomatoes. And it is being pruned and kept by a gardener. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and there's no fence around it. No, like wild beasts will go and eat it and do those things. And that's kind of my uh, my envisioning of when a believer says, well, I don't have to go to church or find a people to uh, have a relationship with Jesus. And it's like, no, you're true. But to grow, you absolutely need to be a part of the body. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys can hear me breathe, but you can't <laughs> see my eye rolls. Yeah. I'm eye rolling so hard. You got so them hard. eye rolls. Yeah. Them just hard like, eye uh, rolls. Just shaking my head like I've heard it so many times. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Yep. yep. Oh, I don't gotta go to church. You know, I'm just being a I'm just trying to live a good life. Well, what's that got to do about a godly life? Exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yep. Oh. Anyway. So yeah, in verse three here it says, For I uh I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think more of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt for each one a measure of faith. For uh, for as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in the proportion of our faith. And one of the things I really, if you've read that verse, uh, Romans twelve, verse five. And that we are individually members of one another. This goes to exactly what we were talking about, Josh, of us realizing that we need one another. Like, we grow from one another, right? Yeah. Like, if, if we are apart, that's when the enemy tries to come in and bring division and separation. Mm -hmm. You know, the majority of counseling I do with, uh, with leaders in the body of Christ, you know, a lot of them feel like they're alone. Even though they might be a pastor over a congregation of hundreds or thousands of people, they still feel like they're alone and that the enemy's trying to eat their lunch. And it's like, bro, like you need to get more connected and have that fellowship being a part of the body, realizing that it's not just you. You know? Oh no, that's that's correct. I mean, you could be in a crowd and feel alone, and that's the enemy trying to wage war on your on your mind. That doesn't mean, well, see, the church don't care about me, I'm just gonna leave. Well, guess what? Then the enemy's won in that. You know, he's got you in the in the woods by yourself, and yeah, that's that's where you're vulnerable. I, I will tell you this: I think when you leave the church, somebody feels your absence. Yeah, absolutely. Like somebody's yeah. like even the if you don't recognize it. Even if you don't recognize it, yeah. exactly, exactly. And I I tell people too: I'm like, listen, you might sit there and say, "Well, I'm not the pastor, or I'm not a deacon, or I'm not." the guy sitting back there in control of the thermostat, like that's some prestigious <laughs> position in the church. I don't know. But, you know, it's like, I'm not that guy. And it's like, but you're a part of the body. And people will feel and miss uh, when you are absent. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And oh, it's yeah. it's like when all of us come together, it's like the ingredients in in a stew or something, you know? It's like you got the tomatoes, you got the meat, you got the, the juice, you got all of the vegetables that go into it. And it's like if it was just one thing, that would not it would not make the full completeness of it. But everything coming in, the spice that comes into it, you know, the salt that comes into it, the yeah. pepper. It's like, come on. It's like when we think about ourselves, we need to understand that we are a part of a bigger body. And that requires us to desire to be transformed, you know? Uh, it made me think of a scripture. It's Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 3, 18. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a part, yeah. and this is the New King James Version, by the way. Yeah. And there's a part on here that mm-hmm. I find... Fascinating. So let me read it real quick, and then I'll explain to you what I find fascinating. It says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. What I find interesting about that entire verse is the glory Mm -hmm. to glory. So that just means... Yeah. So you'll hit like a uh, a pla- like you'll hit a, a transformation point, right. right? Yeah. And then you still haven't made it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's right. just this is you've transformed mm-hmm. thus far. Right. But that you but that's not the end. You still have another mm-hmm. ways to go to get to another spot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I find I find that interesting. Yeah, that- and, and that goes back to Romans 12 where it says don't think more highly of yourself than you ought, you know, thinking that you've arrived you know, that's the most dangerous thing to say. Like, I've read the Bible. I've I've been to church. I've done that. It's like, well, apparently you didn't do it right. Because you would have a different heart and a different attitude. Yeah, you missed, that, you would, you yeah. missed that part about <laughs> yeah. being humble. You going yeah. around the mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's where we have to get to the point where we're saying, wait, hold on. There's another level of transformation. Yep. You know, like... Like I've been saved since I was nine years old, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And since then, I have changed and transformed multiple times. Oh yeah. Like the Christian teenager that I was, I am now a Christian man, and now even even in through the the relationships and the transformations that I went through, that God was taking me and showing me different things throughout it. You y- know. Yeah. Through marriage, through being a soldier, through being a father through my daily interactions with other people and mm-hmm. building them and encouraging them. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know what that's going to look like five years from now. Yeah. And you do know? you notice that like when you transform into another season or, or what have you, mm-hmm. you look at things differently? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. I can remember reading the Bible as a kid, not understanding anything. Yeah. And then like when I, like, uh, like when I read it now, I'm like, Oh, you're like, oh, there's what? something new that's been there the whole the time. whole time, and like, I just I've didn't read see it. that yeah. so many times. Yes, just or even even the se- the season of suffering that you've gone through mm-hmm. that you're like, God, why me? And then a couple years later, you're like, I see why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I at, see yeah. why. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I needed that. Thank Absolute. you, Lord. Yes. That yep. was for my growth, and it made me better. It made me stronger, and it made me more connected in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. You're correct. So when when you guys, uh, as you're listening to this, we we pray that you guys are being encouraged. You're mm-hmm. being uplifted. Uh, really think about that transformation. Even think about your own life, your own Christian life. And if you followed uh, after Christ for for any amount of time, think about the transformations that you've gone through throughout your life. And we really want to encourage you not to think of 
your identity as what you do, as in the occupation that you do on the earth, because as Josh said, that is for a short moment of time. You're only going to be doing that 20, 30 years, if that, maybe even shorter than that, you know, depending on everything else that's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. But your identity in Christ is eternal. eternal. You being a son or daughter of God's is not going to change, and we need to put more uh, emphasis and effort in asking the Holy Spirit to bring that transformation to help us grow and to gather those around us that's going to encourage us to grow too. You know? Yeah. 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 Find, find your people. Like, if you're listening to this, man, go find your people. Get connected with a church. Get connected with the body. Absolutely. You can listen to podcasts and you can listen to YouTube and different theologians and speakers, and that can encourage you. But, man, there's something about when you are connected with a family and ecclesia that you are able to help bring change into a region. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's bigger it's bigger than us. It's it and that's true. It's bigger than us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're individually members of one another. Man. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we pray that this episode has encouraged you, it's uplifted you. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Uh, go out there, seek the Lord, just like Josh was saying, get into the Word. And even if, you know, there are multiple avenues that you can take in in having the Word given to you, like reading it uh, through, through the physical Bible, reading it online, you can get commentaries, you can get audio Bible, you can listen to so many different things. We have so many things at our disposal uh, today. So let's not take this time for granted. Let's put that effort in being transformed and all grow together in Christ, realizing that we are individually members of one another. I love all of you. Have a Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. If you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins Ministries, please go to www.calebperkinsministries.com.